Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez, joining you this morning from Santa Cruz. A hearing on gasoline prices in the state is scheduled to take place this afternoon in Sacramento, more than two months after Governor Newsom called for oil companies to be penalized for price gouging. Today's hearing before the state Senate Energy, Utilities, and Communications Committee is the first during a special session on gas prices. Jamie Court is president of Consumer Watchdog. He told KPBS in San Diego that oil companies have made record profits in the state, and Californians deserve answers. And you can make a good living making gasoline in the state. You just can't gouge us. So this is an upper limit. And yet, with that upper limit, a very high limit, we'd still have $3.3 billion in penalties assessed against the companies last year. So they made too much money off our backs. The hearing on oil pricing will include testimony from both consumer advocacy groups and oil industry representatives. Last month, a lot of snow fell on California, which was good news for our drought-stricken state. But California's snowpack is dwindling fast, and that creates uncertainty for the state's water supply. KQED's Ezra David Romero explains. January storms brought California's snowpack to over 200% of the average peak amount. It's fallen by more than 40 percent. That is an extremely steep drop-off. Carla Namath is the director of the Department of Water Resources. She blames a dry end to January and February with less than an inch of rain statewide. So that really does tell the story for the challenges that we face over the remaining days of February, March, and April. April 1st is usually the indicator of how much snow will be available as runoff. Namath said warming temperatures are moving that peak earlier in the year, which creates challenges for future water supplies. A storm could drop several feet of snow in parts of the Sierra this week. For the California Report, I'm Ezra David Romero. In Madera County, elected officials are continuing to push for answers and solutions after the closure of Madera Community Hospital more than a month ago. KVPR Sarith Hawk tells us more about Madera County's actions. The Board of Supervisors delivered two letters one addressed to the governor and state legislators, and another to the board of Madera Community Hospital, asking for access to hospital data and interviews with leaders. The request will allow a consulting firm to conduct a full review of hospital operations and finances, says Deputy County Administrative Officer Joel Bouguet. The information gleaned from this review can help both MCH and the county as we partner in restoring or reshaping hospital health care delivery in the community. The hospital still hasn't filed for bankruptcy, something that county supervisor and hospital board member Rob Poitras sees as hope for a solution. The message there is the hospital is still working very, very diligently uh, to put something together, an operating model uh, that works. The letter to the governor and other legislators asked for the state to intervene with financial help like grants and no-interest loans. For the California Report, 
I'm Sarith Hawk in Fresno. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. During the height of the COVID pandemic, Los Angeles County tried to stop landlords from evicting renters who have pets that aren't allowed under their leases. Those protections were set to go away this month, but LA County leaders extended them two more months. Even so, some renters and their beloved pets are facing the threat of eviction. In Los Angeles, LAist housing reporter David Wagner has the story. In the living room of this Covina townhome, a Chihuahua Terrier mix is playing a fierce game of -of tug-of-war with her favorite chew toy. This little dog is more than just a cute family pet. Julie Turner says she's helped her recover from debilitating aneurysms. She's like my comfort. She gets me out of the house. And this is what my animals do for me. They keep me going. They keep me functioning. They keep me playing. They keep me, you know, working. Turner's son, Eric Calderella, says they named the dog Dobby because with her ears pulled back, she kind of looks like the magical servant from Harry Potter. Like our little house elf. Yes, exactly. Without her ever knowing it, Dobby has become a point of conflict. A couple months ago, the family's landlord gave them a notice about Dobby and their cats. It was saying that we had to remove our animals within 25 days. The next month, their landlord gave them a 60-day notice to vacate their home. It never seemed like they had any intention to work with us. It seemed like they had every intention to get us out. But L.A. County has had rules in place to keep people housed during the pandemic, even if they have unauthorized dogs and cats. Diane Prado is the executive director of Heart L.A., an organization providing legal assistance to Calderella and other tenants with pets. She says the county protections have helped, but they have not stopped eviction threats. There's been a huge rise in calls of threats of landlords trying to evict tenants with pets, and then also actual notices that have gone out with clients that we're now currently assisting. L.A. County's Board of Supervisors voted to extend pet protections through March, but Prado says every extension is just kicking the can down the road. And when there is that rise of evictions, not only does that mean that a tenant could potentially be evicted, a pet is going to be thrown into a shelter that's already overcrowded. More people have been surrendering pets to L.A. County's Department of Animal Care, saying it's because of problems with their housing. Brittany Thorne heads Best Friends L.A. She says landlord disputes are forcing more people to return pets to their no-kill shelter. It's hard for them. These pets have been a part of their family. Not only are they stressed about losing their housing, now they also have to relinquish their animal. Landlords say tenants know if pets are allowed when they sign a lease. Fred Sutton with the California Apartment Association encourages renters who've taken in pets to try to work out a compromise with their landlord. 
but he says landlords should not be forced to allow pets that weren't supposed to be there in the first place. People need to understand that the rental operator is trying to manage the building for everybody. Come here, Dobby. Come here. Eric Calderella says no one complained about Dobby or his cats until his landlord suddenly wanted them gone. I have an odd feeling it's because of the low rent we pay. I mean, as of 22 years of living here, it's expected that we pay low rents. It seemed like this was just their way of saying you got to get out. Calderella's landlord did not respond to our request for comment. If push comes to shove, Calderella says he'll give up his home before giving up his pets. I would rather live out of my car before I get rid of my animals. Calderella hopes LA's pet protections will keep his family in their longtime home, at least a little while longer. For The California Report, I'm David Wagner in Los Angeles. And that is The California Report for Wednesday, February 22nd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez, today in Santa Cruz. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. Support for The California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories, in stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at schmidtfutures.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.